0: Hey, hey, hey. It is October 14th, Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so it is time for another talk show to start. Hey, Chris, is that you?
1: Yeah.
2: You beat me to the What's going on, man? What are you doing? You ready?
0: Oh, nothing. Huh?
2: Are you ready for tonight?
0: Oh yeah, we're gonna go over some good stuff this evening.
2: Good. Good. I always appreciate what you guys do.
0: How's your week been?
2: Slow. Been slow, but we're surviving. I mean, I'm not a greedy or needy person, so um, I keep it on the lowdown
0: can't complain too much nobody care if you did
2: <laughs> true true i mean it's you know we 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 don't find our happiness and and going out to malls and crap like that anyway never did we're more of a outdoorsy family so um you know we don't we don't take cruises to other countries and crap like that we kind of hang out with our buddies and float rivers and Put your feet in the
0: sand and sit on rocks.
2: Yeah.
0: Find yourself.
2: Yeah. Try to be. Try to be salt. Try to be
0: salty. <laughs> feel, feel the vibrations of the earth coming up through your feet.
2: Yeah, most of the time it's the it's the rapids, but uh, yeah, yeah. We do. We've been doing a lot of water rafting and um, kayaking and so forth, and really, really enjoy it. Really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I used to do a lot of uh, kayaking and whitewater rafting. I actually had a buddy; <laughs> he worked at a whitewater rafting uh, place right off of I forty in Tennessee. It was right there at Newport. Not, not a, not a Lahala. No, I think hey. it was like the Pigeon River or something.
2: Yeah, might have been, might have been. The Pigeon, the Ocoee, the Nahtalahala.
3: Nantahalia. I think. Something like Nantahalia. that. It's beautiful. I don't know how. It's, it's Cherokee. Yeah,
0: yeah, all those Cherokee names.
3: Yeah,
2: it's, you know, Nolatsuki. Nantahala. Nantahala.
0: Nantahala. Now, I always just pronounced it the Nantahala.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. Everybody calls it the Natty, Dan of the Natty, the, nat- the Natty. natty I like the
2: Nol- I'm a Nola Chucky fan. That river just d- demands respect, and you know if you don't got it and give it and understand it, the damn mm. thing will eat you. Right. It's not some. I mean, it's something that's tame enough on the right day to to take your your toddler and and you know swim and play in the water holes with, but, um, there are days that, you know, that river will absolutely change, change its course through the earth, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Uh, there was this one time, man, when I was a kid, I went to the Green River with a church group, and, uh, it had been raining really, really bad, so the river was incredibly high, and all the trees on the side and the brush were, we're pulling all the tubers over into it is it awful i had yeah, to save two good. people's lives that day not
2: good not
0: good yeah, yeah not well
1: too.
0: we we brought dead kayaks dead. and canoes so you know we were basically pulling people out of the brush and there was this one kid he was from florida he didn't know how to swim he fell out of his tube, he tried putting his feet on the ground, and of course he got his foot entrapped, and I probably held him above water for like, probably eight, nine minutes for the canoe to get there and try and lift him up.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, we, uh, we've got a raft, we've actually got, it's a, it's based off a raft, but it's called a shredder. And I always enjoy taking the shredder, especially with my wife, when we go with the big groups because it's kind of like a aircraft carrier on the river. You know, if anything happens to anybody, you know, we're usually the first and the biggest object out there and have got plenty of room to, you know, shoot, I can strap a kayak on the back of my rig and put a couple people in it extra if needed. So there's always that. And we've done that. You know, we've been the servers. Um, we've had, we've also had the, the children, you know, jump from one raft over onto our raft and <laughs> ride with us and then jump back and it's fun.
0: Yeah, when we were going down the Green River, we, ha- we have a 19 foot <laughs> camping canoe, you know, for like canoe trips, not just going and doing some rapids, but going and spending, you know, five or six days out on out on a river. And when we got to the end of the Green River, man, that canoe probably had 12 to 13 people in it. Oh,
2: my God.
0: Yeah, it's a big enough canoe that you actually have to register it, you know, according to state statute.
2: Is it a canoe or is it like, is it actually a canoe or is it?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's an old town canoe.
2: Wow. usually don't, I guess we don't see them that big here because everybody likes the shorter, everything with the airbags in it. And they like running the, I don't know what they could, the C1 style canoes. They've gone over to the short plastic. They're about, I don't know, seven foot long and plastic now.
0: No, they don't make them like they used to.
2: No, no. We had a canoe for a while, but it just, with the rivers around here, it's really hard to, unless you want to go paddle the lake, and I'm not really a lake paddler. I'm kind of lazy. <laughs> the is me. Well, there's
0: just no excitement on the lake, you
2: know? No, there's no, this shit's going to kill you. you got to do this to stay alive. Um, I think that's a lot of reason why a lot of people do it, man. It's, you know, everybody's got an issue in their life. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, owning my own business and um, being that responsible in the aspect of, for myself and my family, it, it gets pretty hectic. I mean, you know, not we're not complaining about finances and so forth and our, our living that we make. But during the down times, we've got to have something real and natural to, to, to help us along, you know, vacations and being around a bunch of other people just spending them blowing money, you know, it don't that don't work for us. Um, yeah, we're, we would rather be, you know, like cave people. <laughs> yeah, we're going to cut back.
0: Uh, man, I think being cave people is really smart in this society.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, if the light, if the power was to go out right now worldwide what portion, what percentage of society would collapse on its own? I would lose
4: my mind.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, you know, you don't take electricity for drums, bro, but, um, you know, know, jolly. The population of New York City, what percentage alone of New York City knows how to go out and feed themselves? I mean, like, yeah. That dude who lives out there in Central Park, it's been on, on them squirrels. is are going to have a bunch of competition real quick.
4: So, I mean, that... it just reminded me of that video. It says, roof, you can't kill, kill a crackhead. And that, that dude falls off the roof and lands on the car. And then everybody's like, oh, my God. And then he just caves the whole roof in, and he just gets up and walks away. Pretty much. Superman. What I'm shit. trying to say is the bums will will survive it. All the uppies will die.
2: Yeah, everybody says no, mm-hmm. they're homeless, they're homeless. I mean, there's a you know a portion of them that, um, yeah, I think they want to hand out, but there's a large portion of them that are like, I don't, forget it. I don't need that. Um,
0: Dude, for the most part, if homeless people want to hand out then- you know, there are plenty of shelters and things around to help them. I find a lot yeah, of homeless people who are really homeless, you know, have had some hard times and, you know, they're willing to work. But once start life starts going in kind of a downward spiral, it takes a lot to turn it around and get, get it back on track.
2: Especially in a financial aspect. You know, it did the the whole wake up and worry about what you're gonna eat today and tomorrow and um, how you're gonna stay warm and, and just outright survive, that that's gone out the window.
0: You know? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean that's way harder to do today than it was just, you know, twenty years ago.
3: Yeah, you ain't got no water fountains right now. Go to a place like Walgreens or something, they got the water fountains all shut off.
2: Oh, golly. Yeah.
3: You know, I, I noticed that recently. I was like, man, what are the what are some of the homeless people doing? You know, they got to go take it off the side of a building or something. They got to have one of those little faucet handles, you know, to open it. <laughs> or whatever. I mean, I'm sure there's other ways, but it's just kind of a pain in the butt. was like even in Publix or, you know, in grocery stores, you can't even take a drink of water.
2: Well, I mean, that goes way deep into the conversation of them commandeering water um, and deeming it a friggin' chemical. You know, and that they have. They've they've classified water as a chemical, and and, you know, it's the most sacred element that our species, every species alive, deals with. I mean, it is essential if anything is deemed essential. Um, but the pollution level and the pH level of it is just astro If you want clean water, you better start putting a filtration system. You should, already should have. I mean, it's, it's beyond comprehension. I mean, Fukushima and the radiation alone, and now it's just barely even tipping it. I mean, they've been running subs and blowing crap up under the ocean. God only knows what they've been doing down there, spilling oil in the Gulf. And, I mean, that's just recent history. Ancient history is, you know, up north, They that was one of the largest copper mining areas on the planet. And so, you know, it's all over. You know, the asbestos mines and how it made everybody rich and then killed everybody, and now it's just a big chunk of polluted nothingness, wasteland. It's no good to anybody or anything. But we just keep feeding it and feeding it and feeding it and playing into it and playing into it. They just keep teaching it and teaching it, and we keep eating it and eating it.
0: Well, people have definitely had a very methodical way of destroying the planet in the last hundred years.
2: Yeah, recognized. Really, yeah, very quick. I mean it was like like super collagen boom. Um before that even. I mean it's even even the ancients were tunneling and mining and but you know modernization. It's like man, they they literally move mountains if there's something that they want or a commandeer and, and put something on it, like a national park or something.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's start getting into some of the things that we are going to talk about this evening. Anybody watched the news last week? I think it was last week. Thirteen people got arrested for planning to kidnap the governor of Michigan
3: wow I thought it was just
0: six no only Gosh. six were trump supporters
3: it was six on the uh, federal level and seven on the state level
0: okay JD knows more about this than the rest of us
3: <laughs> not really but um I just pulled up a couple things just for the uh you know for the show here. So we could talk about it.
4: I try to avoid watching the news. I watch the yeah. funny I know.
2: Awesome. <laughs> He's like, is anybody watch the news? And I'm like, Um. <laughs> That's how <laughs> we know we got
0: a good crowd over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, JD has gone out of his way. He has made a bunch of screenshots for us. So I guess these are. Are the top six the ones who were arrested by the feds?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yep.
4: I did see here.
3: I did see, I did yeah, see federal, one of
0: those,
4: the things at the bottom where it was saying they were charging them with insurrection.
0: There it says that one is a good friend of hers, so... That's kind of awesome, because we are going to talk about Michigan and how you put the governor into a lawful trial in a civil society. And if this doesn't work, then you don't have a civil society. So uh, I'm glad that you're probably up there in Michigan. Hopefully, Sarah, because maybe you can get this out to some people.
1: Yeah, wasn't she's a in Minnesota. Michigan?
2: Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Michigan during the war recognized for something? I mean, weren't they, like, instrumental in something? I mean, weren't they, like, badasses from Michigan?
1: Plus, they are.
4: make all the cars.
0: Uh, right? <laughs> Henry Ford's Dude. from Michigan. I think he's pretty badass. <laughs> Used to. all the main right. cars.
4: Then you have... Uh,
0: I what think Ted Nugent's town. From Michigan. had
4: all the lead. What did they? Have, what town had all the lead in the pipes?
0: Oh, that was F. in Michigan. That
2: Flint. Was, uh, Flint,
1: Flint,
4: yeah. Flint and, Michigan. And then we had what was the
2: one that they mined under, and that was Pennsylvania.
4: And of course, Kiss wrote a song about Detroit called "A Detroit Rock City." So let's not forget that. Kid Rock,
1: the Kid Rock.
4: Yeah, he was from Swood. Michigan.
0: Yeah, was. Hey, wasn't Eminem from Michigan? Uh yeah, Marshall Eminem Mathers. was from six mile in Detroit. Eight <laughs> mile. Eight mile. And, uh, and eight Kid Rock.
1: I don't know talk
0: about,
4: John.
1: Bring
0: it. Well, we're gonna talk about something we don't normally talk about. We're gonna talk about the Constitution. <laughs> So the Constitution of of Michigan specifically, but the things that we're going to talk about in the show, every single state constitution has these elements. Who is scraping? Some Who's
2: making mac and plate, cheese, man? Just banging right? the pan.
0: Whoops! Feeding the dogs. eating the dogs. Feeding the
4: dogs macaroni and cheese. <laughs>
3: Uh, no, tonight they're getting steak, rice, and
1: vegetables. Sure, Your well, dogs eat better than now. I do. My wife's
2: going a, a cold cheeseburger <laughs> he's like, here.
0: So every, every state <clears throat> has these elements in the Constitution, and you, it's going to be pretty easy to explain because Trump was impeached last year. And the process is very similar, you know, because the states weren't real original when they were coming up with their constitutions. They were like, ah, we'll just republic the federal constitution and we'll just change these little few things right here and here and here. So, but these are certain elements that every constitution in the United States has, like every state constitution. And um, so... The first thing that you have to have is you have to have the political will. And uh, if you want to put up section one, J.D.
3: Yep, I got it. Here it is.
0: So everybody who's on their computer, you can kind of follow along because J.D. uh, has been kind enough to um, go and, and make screenshots. And so you can see it as we're talking about it almost every state constitution it's typically the first article but the first article is normally a declaration of rights and these three i don't know where it's going to be in that first article or in the declaration of rights but you can typically find these in the political power the one that that keeps on flashing up and then moving away
3: <laughs> yeah i don't know why it keeps it keeps going away yeah i'm not doing anything it's just
0: popping off i wonder if i remove the old ones if it will stay on the one we're stay, trying stay to in,
3: yeah staying um see it, was just, it just went back we had to
0: say something man
3: yeah
0: Brig. all right i'll remove the other document okay so um So the first one, this is normally the first one in the Declaration of Rights, but all political power is inherent in the people. Government is instituted for their equal benefit, security, and protection. So what it's saying right here, and, you know, we've talked about the federal constitution, and it has a capital P. They're speaking of specific people, and they're speaking of the people of the United States. This is a lowercase p. This is the general people, the general populace. Um, And it's also establishing, basically, why the government exists. And the government exists for people to protect and secure their property. And if the government doesn't do this, then it ceases to be a civil government. I mean, that's kind of what the Declaration of Independence was all about. So this is going to be tied in. With, uh, with section three of the first article. And section three is about uh, the right of assembly, con- consultation, instruction, and petition. And this is also in... Uh, in every state constitution um and this is where they they kind of word it and interpret it very very tricky okay so people back in the 1800s would have understood how this reads but people today don't really and so it reads like this the people have the right to peaceably Assemble to consult for the common good to instruct their representatives and to petition the government for redress of grievances and so. The way that people advertise this today is that you have the right to protest and that's peaceably assemble and that's not what it says it doesn't say you have the right to protest. OK, that, that's just kind of a given It says that you have the right to peaceably assemble, which means you could peaceably assemble at a church, at a school, with a marriage, a wedding ceremony, um, a birthday party. It doesn't matter what you're peaceably assembling for. You just have the right to peaceably assemble. You have the right to consult with each other about what y'all think would be best for your life, right, as a group you're coming together in a group and assembling and uh you have the right to to consult about how to make your lives better to instruct their representatives okay now look at this to instruct their representatives it doesn't say to petition their representatives it says to instruct and then it gives you the option to petition the government and so the way that People are told this is interpreted by law is that you have the right to petition your government. That's not accurate. You do have the right to petition your government, but then you're just praying to the government to do something for you. And they don't have to. Now, when you instruct your representatives, they have to do something about it. Because instruct means to demand. So it's a lot like we always talk about um, sending a letter, you know, a notice of intent to the attorney general. And so you're notifying them in a legal document. So if you wish to instruct the representatives, you got to file some type of legal document. And I would call it declaration of instructions to be followed by my representatives, or something to that effect, you know, Um, but then you would tell them what you wish for them to do, and as long as there's not a group of people on the other side of the fence that is larger in number than your group of people instructing them, then because we live in a representative democracy, their job is to represent your interests in their court, OK? Because the General Assembly is a court. The, the legislature is a court. The courts of justice are courts of justice. They handle different types of cases. The executive branch is, is a court as well. That's why they call um, Article One courts sometimes. Okay, so Article One courts are completely administrative. You do not have true law in an Article One court. You have administration of whatever the policy is from the executive branch of government at that, at that moment in time. And it's actually interesting because if you look this up in other state constitutions, it can be written differently. Um, and they always give you an option, some type of option, to instruct or address. And it, and an address is basically the same thing as an instruction. Um, and if we move on to Section 23, where it talks about the enumeration of rights, and this would be equivalent to what the Amendment, you know, the Ninth and Tenth Amendment to the Constitution of the United States is. And it basically is just because they enumerate rights, okay, just because they write down what an obvious right is and they put a number beside it, doesn't mean that they can deny or disparage other rights that you have retained. It just means these are rights that are so essential to a civil government that they are not to ever, ever be broken. You're not supposed to take away the other rights, but these for sure, we got together, we thought about it, we planned it out. And whenever government goes tyrannical, they always start coming after things like freedom of speech. They always start coming after things like uh, your right to bear arms. They always start coming after things like your right to a trial by jury they always start coming after things like your right to speak in your own defense your right to have a public trial your right to have a speedy trial and then you get into the idea of things like star chambers and privatized courts and not public courts and People getting snatched up off the streets and taken to black sites like what they had up in Chicago in 2014, 2015. Does anybody remember that?
2: Yeah, we're always ahead of the game. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Good old Chicago.
0: Nazis got to start somewhere, man.
5: (laughs) I don't know why it goes back to us. They
0: did. They never died. So you start you know, connecting some of these things like the people in the state have the political power. The political power is invested in the people. It's not invested in the legislatures. And because the people have that political power, they can instruct their legislatures, their representatives to exercise their power on their behalf. It's the entire idea of a representative democracy. And what people do when they exercise their um right to assemble and instruct and petition as they get together in a large group of people you know a thousand people or more and go down to the state legislature with a bunch of guns and sit around and hang out and tell the news media well here's what we'd like to see our our government do here's our complaints with our government but they're not putting actual legal documentation. They're not going and filing the proper paperwork in the proper court that they're standing right in front of. All they got to do is walk right into that building and file the proper paperwork. And they still have to have the numbers to, to make sure to execute it. Now, once they go and instruct the legislative branch of government to bring the governor to trial on their behalf, you go to a different part of the constitution. And this is not always in the same place. Like for instance, in North Carolina, this section would come under the judicial branch In um, Michigan, it comes under article 11. Do you know the title of article 11, JD?
3: Time. Yeah, what's up? Uh sorry about that, JC. What's up?
0: Uh, Article eleven is titled Um Public Officers and Employment. And if, so if you go punk uh go ahead.
3: I was in a side conversation about the capital P, so uh, and I wasn't listening. <laughs> so <laughs> let's see here. Um section seven here. Is that you yeah. want? Yeah. All right, I got it.
0: Yeah, All right, go so ahead. here's how you impeach a civil officer, like a governor. You can do this for justices, governors, lieutenant governors, um, attorney generals, anybody who has a high level office. In the state where they're basically not accountable to anybody except each other, this is the process of impeaching that civil officer. The House of Representatives shall have the sole power of impeaching civil officers for corrupt conduct in office or for crimes or misdemeanors, but a majority of the members elected thereto and serving therein shall be necessary to direct an impeachment. And that's your basic idea of a democratic society you have to have half the people at least to impeach the officer this is what the congress did to president trump they had to have at least 51 percent of the congress to impeach president trump okay and that would be easy enough to do considering that the public can instruct the representatives on this portion of their job. Okay, so bringing the charges up shouldn't be a problem in law. And this is where I'm talking about. This is the way a civil society handles it. So if people actually got together, say five thousand people got together, went down to the court of the legislature in Michigan, and they did all of the proper lawful things and the House of Representatives of Michigan said, ah, well, we're just not going to listen to you. At that point, you would no longer live in a c- civil society. You would be living in a tyrannical society. And I'm not saying that our society is civil or tyrannical. It has, you know, exhibitions of both. Now, once the governor is impeached, when an impeachment is directed, the House of Representatives shall elect three of its members to prosecute the impeachment. Okay, and this is the same thing that happened when Trump got impeached in Congress. You know, a certain number of the people in the House were um, elected to prosecute Trump, to go over all of the evidence, to go and... Um, speak with all of the witnesses, get their testimony, um, put their witness list together. Now, if the people were taking this to the legislature and demanding by right that the legislature impeach a governor, if I were part of that group, I would put the entire case together for them before you even go down there. So then all the prosecutor has to do is present the case that you already put together. Because I'm going to tell you right now, they're not going to investigate too much if people don't put the case together themselves. Like, when you're trying to get somebody charged civilly or criminally, you have to put the entire case together. You have to make it stupid simple for the prosecutor for him to even have any inkling of taking the case it is absolutely insane. So, but you should put the entire case together, all of the evidence, all of the witnesses that you wish to testify, a witness list, um, any documents. Cause if they're doing it, they're doing it to the public. The documents should be public. Like when the governor signs an order or a mandate for everybody wear a mask or um, pers- perform certain services or whatever. They're putting that in an order, and they're declaring it to the public. So any of those documents that you wish to present in this trial to show, hey, this woman is interfering with my right to uh, grow a garden, for instance, and that's a crime because I could starve to death. Uh, You wish to put your entire case together before you go, and instruct the representatives to charge the governor to charge whichever civil officer the people feel oppressed by now after they pick the prosecution every impeachment shall be tried by the senate immediately after the final adjournment of the legislature now this is really important okay because Every impeachment shall be tried by the Senate immediately after the final adjournment of the legislature. If I were doing this, I would do it kind of trial by ambush style. I would find out when the final adjournment is and I would go down while they were in session right before the final adjournment happened and instruct them right then So that you're not gonna waste a lot of time. You're not gonna give the other side a lot of time to think and make up a story of why they did what they did. You're gonna put them right there on the spot. Let's get it on right now. You know, if you're on the right, then just explain yourself. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of being a man or being a woman in front of a court, is because if you didn't do anything wrong, you shouldn't have any problem explaining what you did and why? The senators shall take an oath or affirmation, truly and impartially, to try and determine the impeachment according to the evidence. They did this with President Trump. They even televised it. When the governor or lieutenant governor is tried, the chief justice of the Supreme Court shall preside. And they're talking about the chief justice of the Supreme Court of the state. But in Trump's impeachment, It was the chief justice of the Supreme Court of the United States government. So it's the exact same rules. It's the exact same way. No person shall be convicted without the concurrence of two-thirds of the senators elected and serving. That's the exact same way it was in the federal government. That's why Trump didn't get convicted, is because they couldn't get enough Republicans over with the Democrats to, to cast a conviction vote. So you have to have two thirds. Now, judgment in case of conviction shall not extend further than removal from office. So if the person or the civil officer is convicted, they can only be removed from office from this process right here. But the person convicted shall be liable to punishment according to law. Okay, so. As soon as you get a civil officer impeached, they can no longer claim sovereign immunity. They can no longer claim executive privilege. They can no longer claim uh, you know legislative immunity, whatever the legislature is called their own immunity. They will have no protection of their statutory instruments where they basically got together and wrote up a bunch of statutes and say, yeah, even if we screw people over, we can't be held liable. None of that will apply. They will be punished according to law. No judicial officer shall exercise any of the functions of his office after an impeachment. So basically that last part is saying that a judicial officer can't can't work if he's being impeached. So that's basically the way that people, if they're politically organized enough, can go down to the legislative branch of government, bring charges, have a governor or some other tyrant within the government acting as a civil officer, impeached and put on trial. And then after this is over, if, uh, if the impeachment succeeds, you can go after them in law, Uh, And it would actually be fairly easy because if it was proven in the legislative court, what reasons you had to impeach them were true, they would become a fact upon the record of that court. So if you were taking them to a court of law for some type of civil injustice, because the facts are already a record on the court of the legislature, um, in the court of the legislative branch of government, all you would have to do is bring that record into the courts of justice or the civil courts, and then those facts would be placed on that record. There would be no reason to call a jury. You would basically write down a number of what it would take to make you whole, and the, uh, the state insurance company should pay that out in a civil society. So with that, that's kind of uh, my whole my whole spill there. So we can start the conversation back if anybody wishes.
3: Good stuff, JC. Thank you. Um, somebody should say it. <laughs> yeah. So- So why do you think they jumped a gun and and tried to do this without going through like some kind of process? Like if they're still participating in government and they're not, you know, they're not doing the opt out, you know, thing that that we talk about on the show. um, And if they're feeling like their rights are being stepped on, then uh, um, I mean, I would think that they would have read, you know, their state constitution and, and at least gone over some ideas about like what to do before they just try to go marching with guns and and try to kidnap somebody
0: no i mean i i would say the reason why they put together that other plan was because nobody talks about this you know i would say the general public and especially the counterculture like when the counterculture is talking about the constitution they're they're always saying that you know they're violating their oath of office and they're not performing their duties and they don't even have a real good understanding on what the constitution actually says their duties are but they've i've never heard anybody go over the parts of the constitution where this is the procedure to actually impeach a civil officer and of course this would only work on the state level like the things that i went over this evening would only work on the state level because on the federal level it would have to be the people of the united states which
3: would be the capital p yeah
0: yeah the capital P people
3: right which wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't be us so um which is another subject in itself that people are confused about um i mean i had to learn you know i mean and, uh, and that basically changes a lot of, uh, viewpoints from where you stand and look at things when you see this kind of stuff, you know? So it's really just about education and knowledge and, um, you know, seeing, uh, seeing what's going on.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I personally wouldn't do this. A, I don't live in Michigan, uh, B, I'm not in political society, but, There are people in Michigan who organize and go and protest and, you know, go and hang out in front of the legislatures. And if those groups got a hold of this information and could start organizing how to actually make a change in a lawful manner, I mean, if somebody pulled it off once, it would change the whole course of of how people think in America about their government. And their participation, right, in it. So the, you know, and how to object to what it's doing,
3: right? So, so um, you know, this is for the people that the the people that want to stay in in governance, under governance, under representation. You know, the ones that choose to participate. You know, like you said, you're not you're not uh, part of a political um, system. Is that how you said it, John?
0: I'm not part of a political society.
3: Right. OK, uh, so and
0: I fired my representatives, so I can't go and instruct them because they don't represent my interest.
3: Right. OK, so you're kind of on the sidelines with this. And, um, you know, obviously the uh, the stuff that gets if you were in Michigan, uh, you know, the governor wouldn't really be affecting you, you know. Um, and so obviously there's a lot of people that don't r- realize that this is an option for them they, they've never been told this information and uh so there's the, in their minds they're stuck in this in in the mindset of um you know they must participate within the political society or quote unquote move right you know if you don't like it leave. well i mean
0: hey look they they they're absolutely right they just don't know that this is an option of participation in that political society.
3: That's what I was getting at, right? Inside, so the so the next step would be for for those people that want to stay inside, and um, you know, try to mend things and in 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 the manner that was laid out, you know, inside the in inside the society. Then uh, then this is the way to do it. Um, well, so- I mean, there's
0: there's two schools of thought on this. Okay, so kind of like i was talking about through the presentation this is how a civil society works and john locke in the second treatise of government which is basically what the constitution is based off of you know he talks about how you build a civil society what it takes what the elements are and then he talks about how all civil societies all governments become corrupt eventually and then they cease to be a civil society and then you have to dismantle it and rebuild it again. And this happens every so often, periodically throughout history. And uh, you know it's just kind of a natural evolution of of people's social interactions. Yeah, um, people,
3: people get lazy, people get keep people get complacent, you know things go awry, and it just gets to be so kind of mangled that it's better to just kind of dissolve it and, and start over yeah or, or, so, so the,
0: the second school of thought and this is the school of thought that i you know subscribe to more is that once you go through this process and you realize that you don't live in a civil society his basic premise was you leave that civil society and you go and create another one Because if you feel oppressed, chances are a lot of other people feel oppressed with you. And so if you quit participating in the civil society presented to you and you build another one, now you have competition, right? Now you have a free market of which government is going to prevail. And if people think that this is a crazy idea, this is exactly what the colonies did. Um, when right. they wrote the Declaration of Independence, they started Continental Congress. They had their own legislatures. They had their own executive branch. You know, They judged themselves the way they wished to enact law. And obviously, England was like, well, we're not going to let you get away with it that easy. So we fought a war over it
3: but uh you know when you say leave the society you know obviously that that doesn't mean you have to pack your bags and move in, into a geographical different area although sometimes that does help doesn't necessarily mean you have to leave the area you could have you know it's kind of like two you know you have two uh, membership clubs in the same town you know maybe and then like you said through the process of figuring out which one's better uh i guess you know the The market, does the market decide which, you know, which form of governance is better?
0: Well, I mean, the the people, the people decide. It's like when the Revolutionary War started, uh, you know, there were about 3% who were really adamant about, we're going to get rid of Britain. There were about 3% who were really adamant that they were going to keep Britain. And then there was a third who was kind of in between. And there was a third that were kind of like, yeah, it'd be nice to have our own nation, but, you know, we're not going to fight too hard for it. And there was another third that was like, yeah, nice to be a part of Britain, but we're not going to fight too hard for it. But by the end of the Revolutionary War, I would say 60 to 70% of the public was on the side of creating their own country. So it's really, it's like... The United States goes into Iraq, Afghanistan, all these Middle Eastern countries and countries around the Mediterranean, and their, their uh, PR campaign is to change the hearts and minds, right? We got to go into this country and we got to change the hearts and minds of the people. And then we can leave because then we'll have a civil society. And the premise of that idea is actually very true and correct when you break away, when you leave the civil society that's presented to you and you go and create your own, you have to win the hearts and the minds of the people around you that are participating in the civil society that you left. You have to show where it's in their best interest not to be oppressed anymore, which is kind of hard to do. And it's interesting, but people are just comfortable with what they know. They're comfortable with the stability. People will put up with a whole lot of oppression before they actually rebel. Yeah, didn't
3: we talk about that on one one episode? Where there was some there was some percentage of I don't know what it was. It was a percentage of of um, hardships or something that that people will put up with to a point, and then and then only then and only then will they will they um, will they will they move you know move themselves into a into you know change change you know changes burger uh,
0: effect
3: cheeseburger effect is
0: that circus and beers
4: people don't Burgers. people people don't <laughs> give a shit about anything until it affects them they don't care look other people see you on fire They wouldn't piss on you that's the reality they're afraid to get involved they don't want to go to court they don't want to get sued they just don't care and i'm she sure cares. there's a lot of people out there that do care but not enough. It's, you know, what was that movie John was talking about that time with the, the SS officer they captured? It's a true story. I'm trying to remember it now, but the Mossad captured this guy, and he was sitting in a chair, and the guy wanted to kill him. He goes, he knew he was going to get killed, so he just said, look, you want me to tell you? You want me to tell you something? And he's, that's when he told him about. they only took two guards to march a 1,000 into a room. <laughs> They all knew they were going to die in because nobody was willing to die for the other people. He said it wouldn't have taken two or three of you to overpower us quickly. We w- or no, he said we wouldn't have shot more than two or three of you, but the other 990 some people wouldn't weren't willing to lay their selves on the lines for the others. So they just all went into their death.
3: That's how most people think. Too scared to stand up.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and the other side of that coin is that typically when somebody does start standing up, other people join in. I mean, if one or two of those people would have started attacking the guards, 400 more would have jumped in after them. You know, people have to be led to a solution. They, They, for some reason, people seem to be devoid of the ability of really thinking for themselves. You know, I mean, people do think for themselves, but for the most part, history kind of shows that, that people have to be led to a solution and that's why they look for leaders and that's why they elect rulers.
4: I was reading this thing yesterday, 90% of the decisions the average people make is uh, based on emotion, not logic or reason or facts. So yeah. That's a kind of an accurate number when you think about it, because usually three to five percent of the public on one side, and three to p- three to five percent of the people on the other side, yeah. are what keep the balance, and then ninety percent in the middle kind of do what they're told,
3: because they're being their strings are being pulled. Well,
0: they're afraid. But
3: they're
4: scared to make a decision. They're just they
0: afraid.
3: Yeah.
4: Easier to they're, they're scared to, get, the to go to against
0: them. the power they're scared to go against the you know status quo they're scared to go against uh what their family members think they're scared to look right. like a conspiracy theorist there you know
3: right. so fear is see, the I biggest also, i also see it yeah, as a scapegoat thing.
1: it's a
4: scapegoat too like let's say you know let's say the people that voted this moron into go- governor obviously she's not a leader. Um, I'm going to be doing a video on that, by the way, soon. Uh, they put her in there, and then when she... So they're like, well, I don't want to make the mistake. So they put put her in there, and then when she screws up, what do they all do? Complain. Well, that's why you don't pick leaders. <laughs> you just follow Yahweh and lead yourself. But everybody's scared, and and so then they get to complain about it. That's exactly what the politics are. It's just people complaining. It's just disgusting. Well, the
0: politics have become so polarized now. I mean, did anybody watch the vice presidential debates? That silence again. That's a good sign. Anyways, I saw about 10 or 15 minutes of it. But when the. uh, Yeah, I when would... Kamala Harris was asked if um if a vaccine came out while Trump was still president, if she would take it, you you uh her answer was um you know, if Fauci told me to take it, I would take it. If Trump told me to take it, I wouldn't. And that's basically <laughs> the polarization of our society. It's like the people who would listen to Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci you know, you know, they despise Trump. They think he's going to be a dictator. And the people who would listen to Trump despise Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci. And it's just this divide. It's like this half of society is putting their faith and their credit into this entity, Trump. And the other half of society is putting their faith and their credit and their livelihood into this other entity, Call Bill Gates and Fauci, you know, or you could apply it to, you know, Republican and Democratic. And it's kind of insane. And you're never going to get a solution when everybody's fighting the other side. That's why the Greeks always talked about divide and rule. It wasn't divide and conquer. It was divide and rule. It was talking about their own populace.
4: Don't worry. Everybody's getting ready to get a wake-up call. It's going to be at 4.30 in the morning. Everybody's going to be pissed, tired, eyes closed, not going to understand what's going on, and then the beatings are going to begin.
0: Well, well yeah if anybody who's listening wishes to ask a question or has a situation going on feel free to raise your hand um you can just do it with the little hand sign on the computer or star too if you're on the phone what are you gonna say J.D.?
3: um I don't know I was just thinking about what sean just said and and you know if this if this uh, election is tight, I mean, it, obviously, if the, you know, if the results are going to be close and there's, I mean, there's just going to be a lot of tension and, um, you know, it could boil over. I mean, especially if they got to do recounts and stuff. I mean, anything could happen now, you know, and um, set things off, you know, and those emotions are, man, those are, those things are just, it's like a, it's like the string on a instrument, you know, you're, t- you're tuning it and the, and the thing's getting tighter and tighter and tighter and, um, you know, it, it could pop and, snap time. um even just general conversation you know i was at at lunch today with some friends and uh it was two two gentlemen that were they weren't at odds but they were you know kind of explaining things in their own own mind uh from from you know different polarities and uh, it was causing a little tension so i had to change the subject or you know try to throw in a little bit of a um you know different angle to try to You know, settle it down so we can eat lunch, you know.
0: Well, I mean, my opinion is that they're setting up the election to be undecided, you know, to put right versus left to start an American civil war. And I mean, I've said it before, we're either going to have a civil war or a revolution.
2: I and mean, what's the first thing that you do when when you typically don't understand something and it's being crammed down your throat? I mean, somebody's like standing over the top of you, pointing at you, screaming, boss, parent, anything. I mean, what's that first instinctual motion? You know, it's it's either, you know, fight or flight mentality. People either get really angry or they pretty much cower and cry. Um, and it's, to the point, you need to listen and understand and grow your knowledge base outside what you've been taught by the government. Um, these guys are not joking. You need to need to listen, just because what they're teaching is is real freedom. I mean, to put it in context: the difference between heaven and hell. Understanding of of those two realms is, is really being discussed here. If you listen, I'll, I'll let him get back to
0: it. Well, I mean, that was always kind of my plan or agenda is to try and have some type of transition without without extreme violence. I mean, I saw, I mean, I've, really, I've seen all of my life that America was going to crumble at some point in time. And that there would probably be extreme violence here in the United States. And ever since I had my son, you know, things that you could accept before you have children, you might not be able to accept after. And so the whole idea was to try and educate and use some type of lawful remedy to, to move into this next stage of socialization and to try and help people think about where it's going to go like you want to know who the future belongs to the future belongs to the people who plan on it. That's a fact.
3: Yeah, it just might be uh, best to um, get out of the way for a minute. I don't know. Mm. I mean, I I love all the stuff that we just went over tonight about the, um, you know, the Constitution and everything in Michigan and and proper way to impeach. Um, But uh, myself, I'm just, you know. kind of seeing, seeing the way people participate with each other, and, um, like I said, it's like that string being tightened, and, uh, for me, it's, it's simpler in, in my mind, and my, my actions now to, to kind of pull, pull away, pull, pull, pull out of the system, and, uh, I, I wish me, I, I wish people I wish people luck if if they're trying to change it from the inside. I mean, i, I it can be done if, if people want to stay and, and and do it civilly, obviously, you know, like we went over. but yeah, go ahead, jC.
0: Well, for me, leaving the system it, you know was really a choice of kind of conscience. It, it was seeing what the system was doing, not just here in our own country, but all over the world and just not wishing to participate in in it. Um, it, it wasn't really an act of rebellion. It was an, it was an act of conscience. And one of the things that I think could be very powerful is Bruce Lee said, be water, my friend. And, um, it's the softest substance on earth yet it can move mountains. And there's all this energy built up in America right now. And things like this, even, even though I don't wish to participate in the system and I don't belong to a political society, I'm sure that there are Republican organizations in Michigan that would take these ideas very seriously. Um, and they, they could, plausibly execute on them Uh, and i'm sure that you could go to red red states and kind of have the same idea for an oppressive governor and give this idea to people on the democratic side and see if they could execute upon those ideas but that's the only way i kind of see this ending in any type of peaceful manner and if it doesn't end in a peaceful manner, I'm just glad I live in South Carolina because, you know, the blue states are going to have to come through a couple of states to get here.
3: Yeah, I mean, it just seems like time is of the essence, you know, and and, and uh, opting out of the system and standing, standing a, a, away from cataclysm, you know. Because these outside forces are, you know, there's a lot of forces that are trying to take things down. Um, You know, there's a lot of different ideas on what those forces are and how they're doing it and everything. But... um.
0: Even though I walked away from the political society, you know, I know a lot of people, especially over the past eight years, who have moved out of the country. You know, because... They see the same type of things going on and the American dollar still has a lot of value in South America and Asia and other parts of the world. And who knows how long that's going to last. And, you know, they kind of went the route of you don't wish to participate, we'll pack up and leave. And I kind of see it as a cop-out because if America falls, you know, staying out of the way, yeah, I guess staying out of the way, you know, you, don't wish to put yourself in harm's way and danger or anything like that. But you gotta speak. You gotta yeah. do something. Because yeah. if everything around you falls, you it's going to affect you. It, you're not gonna be able to hide forever. You know, we can walk away from the system now because it's still a republican form of government and a republican form of system. What if the you know the extremist people on the left or the right change that to a socialist form of government and in a lot of ways it is it's socialism disguised as a free market but it's not a free market when the government and the market creates conditions that they know are going to be a problem but it's okay because right
3: you and know, like these four corporations, four K corporations
0: K. can go yeah. to the government and get bailed yeah. uh, out.
3: They create beneficial, yeah. you know, situations for them and and all that. And it, it's it's also not a free market when you have a, a a monetary system that's controlled privately. You know, where they can just pull levers and give their friends money and then and then uh, leave the people out of like it. The you know, and then basically
1: care and COVID. Yeah, it's just
2: like yeah, the, we got the care. Posted, man, that scary.
0: Well, I mean, the Affordable Care Act is a great introduction into how we have a socialist society because it, socialism defined by Mussolini is the merger of corporate and state powers. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the state has to be the corporation. It just means that the powers are merged together. And if you can't see how the Insurance companies and the federal government were merged together with the Affordable Care Act. And I don't know what to say. Um, and I think it's really interesting because, of course, all of the people on Team Democrat are all for the Affordable Care Act, even though everybody I know in the medical field says it's retarded, absolutely hates it. It created 30% more administrative work. It's just insane. And the people on the left, well, they're also, or the Democratic people, they're also all about Roe versus Wade. Well, a big part of Roe versus Wade wasn't about abortions. It was about whether the government had the right to come in between a patient and a doctor and help make a decision. And they said emphatically, no, the government does not have that right. Right. It's not their duty. But yet the Affordable Care, Care Act walks all over that idea. So uh, Money Mike 5000 asked, uh, what do you think about Alex Jones?
3: Interesting. I I, I heard somebody on, uh, on uh, Sky News. He's from Australia, I think, and his name was Alan Jones. I think it was Alan Jones. <laughs> It was interesting. I was like, "Is this a uh, another another staged uh, guy to 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 put out to um you know to to create this this clarity?"
2: so and MREs and like survival food and
3: Cup. shit now. Juicers <laughs> and <laughs> yeah,
0: testosterone <Start> pills. <laughs> I'm just you know. well, I
2: mean, that's yeah. He's Enough to get you in trouble is, is my answer to Alex Jones.
0: Well, I mean, I, I think that he's played this part to get everybody really upset. I mean, he feeds into the whole fear of the government for sure. And his answer is always to violently revolt. I mean, it, it's completely based on emotion. It has no real intellectual thought behind it. it I mean, Alex Jones has, has uh, sponsored people who do have intellectual thought, like that cop who made the two-hour kind of introduction video about um, what to do when you get pulled over and how to handle it. And he, he was a cop in Texas, and then he lost his job, and the state took his mom's house, and he spent a bunch of years down at the law library. Uh, and, you know, he, I forget his name. Does any—Does anybody know who I'm talking about?
3: Mm, I don't remember. He was on Alex Jones' show?
0: Yeah, Alex Jones produced uh, some of the videos that he did, and he kind of, I think he has maybe a towel of Law on Facebook or mm. a Tau of Law website or something.
3: Right. And what was the, what was the basis for the whole thing? It was just like how to, how to deal with the system, how to deal with cops.
0: Uh, yeah, it was how to deal with cops and, you know, like if they pulled you over how to deal with them and then right. what to do when you went into court um, and what was actually going on, like you're mm-hmm. technically and under arrest as soon, as soon as they pull you over and how to use that to your benefit because there was no probable cause to arrest you over a traffic right. citation.
3: Right. So it was leading people on kind of a little bit of an empty angle. Is that what you're saying, JC?
0: No, I actually thought he uh, it did was a pretty good, good job. It, oh, yeah. okay, it, was good. Um, it It doesn't work anymore. When he started putting it out, uh, it, it did work. Um, but he was still playing in their system. Right. So, but it, it at least got people to start I, thinking about that stuff. And I, yeah. and I'm sure like, cause he, and I've seen a lot of people have this copy of what he had, but he would have a, I think it was like seven to 10 pages of basically kind of, a, a script of what to go through when you get pulled over. And Mm -hmm. and, I mean, it was pretty interesting, but when any, whenever anybody does something like that, the legal society eventually has a meeting about it and, you know, puts out orders nationwide on how to get around that.
3: Right. Because it's not organic. It's not free flowing. It's, it's something that they can put up a, you know, a specific block for, right? It's not something they, they can, they can, I don't know.
0: Well, law is incredibly around. fluid, you know. So, if somebody's sticking to one script, it's not that hard to think of something to get around it. Like, the reason why we're effective is because the people who we're effective with can think on their feet, you know, they can reason things out. They can speak for themselves. They have their own ideas and they can express them in a courteous manner uh, because you're going to get into that courtroom and it's going to be game on. And all we can teach you is the rules.
3: Yeah, each time that I've gone, it's always been different from what I thought. I'm like, oh boy, that was different.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, so it's not that hard if, if you have a script of what somebody's going to perform to figure out how to yeah. get around that script and if they only have that script and they can't think for themselves then you're not going to have any block after you get around that you know you're just going to have smooth selling because they they didn't come up with that script you know they didn't think about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: it wasn't their imagination well, image nation so, uh, Wildberry is asking, I was watching Carl Lentz and was curious, what are the different ways to swear in as man or title? Uh, I noticed that she put this question up earlier, and I didn't quite understand it the way that I do now, because it's a little vague. But I'm guessing she's talking about swearing in as, like, a man or an officer of the state, like a police officer. and. If that's what she's talking about, I bet Sean would have some
3: Yeah, I think that's introspective.
0: What she meant. Th- yeah, I think Sean would have some introspective things on that because he was a police officer.
1: So, hey Joe, I
0: I see your hand up, but I do not see a microphone for you, Joe. Is she
4: asking what kind of oath I took?
0: well she's asking the different ways of swearing in like as a man or a title like a oh, police officer I and what's it. the difference in the actual effects of that
3: for the situation that, actually, that would that actually brought
4: up another uh something I meant to mention to you or just to people in general like when I was a cop i had to swear owes to the Tennessee Constitution and the Constitution of the United States, which shows they're separate jurisdictions just for people who are wondering, because they're absolutely separate jurisdictions. Um, the uh, I don't swear. I will not swear in a court of law. I didn't swear at federal court either. <clears throat> that is not something I believe in doing. The Bible is very clear, and Honor would tell you, look, if, if I can't say... Yeah, I'll tell the truth. Or if you don't believe I'm going to tell the truth, swearing by it, that isn't going to make me tell the truth either. So it's ridiculous. Um at the very least it would be redundant and um but at court the way I did it, that you know, I went in to speak to the US attorney and the uh, IRS agent and they said, "Hey, you know, before we get going, we're going to go ahead and swear in." And I said, "Well, I can't do that." And they said, well, can you affirm? I said, no, I can't do that. And they said, why? I said, because affirm and swearing are the same thing. I said, it's just play on words. I said, uh, they go, well, I don't know how we're going to proceed. And I said, well, look, how about this? How about, of course, I'm liable for everything I say.
5: And they went, oh,
4: yeah, we can do that. And it was just that simple. I mean, they, they just, what they're trying to do is, they're gonna see that you're what you're because you're there verifying your viva voce by your vo, vocal cords. So they just want to be able to hold you accountable, and they want you to know that you're being held accountable. That you basically you understand that what you say better be true. So I would never swear yeah. in the court.
0: But I'm saying like you were a cop for a long time before you knew any of this stuff. When you had to swear in to testify against somebody, did you swear in as Sean Mann or did you swear in as officer badge number?
4: I thought you meant my oath. I took as a cop. Um, I mean, technically speaking, ma'am, when after a, a public official takes their oath, they're under oath all the time. Like that oath. They're like, And the moment they violate the oath, technically, they're out of office. Once you commit perjury and you're convicted of it, you're out of office. That's it. Um, it's not, you're no longer performing your duties. You're in breach of fiduciary duty. So as a police officer, you know, they just say, you know, state your name for the record. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Now, back then, I didn't – I knew not to swear, but I didn't realize a firm was the same thing, uh, just – ignorance laziness on my part i guess but i would affirm but i did it as officer sean Mann, public safety officer sean Mann. so a cop would i mean you're gonna have to swear by your title if you're acting in that capacity if you're as man right you know obviously you need to say somehow you need to separate and not give joinder to that title and that's really gonna come from your heart. For me, it was simple. You know, Yahweh created man. Man's under the jurisdiction and authority of Yahweh. Therefore, he forbids me to swear an oath to you or to anybody else. You know, my answer is to be yay, yay, or nay, nay. Now I can do that and take liability for what I say. And uh, so yeah, in the administrative aspect it was always as a public safety officer, it was never a John man. It was always public right, because safety
3: that- officer. Because that's that because you were in ad, in an administrative court, so you you couldn't mm-hmm. possibly swear in as a man because that's that wasn't the kind of court that you were in. Man
4: cannot, appear, yeah. Man cannot appear in a state
3: court. Man yeah. cannot appear in a state court. Right. Yeah. And vice versa. Being charged cannot with cannot something
0: charge for real. That. Yeah.
3: Uh, you, you, mean, to be. you mean I mean duly convicted jc is that what you mean Uh,
0: yeah i mean like if you go and assault somebody yeah if you if you go and kill somebody you can appear in the state court i mean you're a man but they got you enjoined her as the defendant uh, you know the uh the perpetrator the predator the wrongdoer you know so yeah you're still a man but you're and joined her with all these other persons that they're going to find guilty mm-hmm. i mean if you and, really did it and there's all the evidence of proof
4: so and another way of looking so, at it J D is is this it's this simple if you go murder somebody you consent i mean you're consenting to be a defendant that's by your and that's why they have to get you know for like first degree murder like they have to get your mental you has to be an intent because once you do that it's con- that's consensual like you knew it was wrong yeah. and you did it
3: anyway so you gave them consent right. to control you since you didn't control yourself right that you know and right. if you think about it that's a pretty deep that's a pretty deep statement too like you if you if you do I mean, wrong like that it, it's like you're you're consenting to step into that world of 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 that law system where yeah. it's you it's knew not, the crime it's not right
4: ru- you knew the crime pay the time you know yeah you knew better and you did it anyway so you can't say you didn't consent we wouldn't be here if you didn't
3: right
0: the the wrongdoer always summons court
3: like the wrongdoer always summons
4: court and maybe john made it clear and i didn't sense that he did or maybe it just got skipped but here's the thing to think about yes as minute a cop activates his blue light, you're under arrest you are not free to leave okay and you'll, when you get a speeding ticket, if you look on it, it'll say, in, cont- in lieu of continued custody, is what our tickets read here in Tennessee, you are in my custody, right? But here's the catch. You volunteered for it. They don't need a warrant or probable cause to pull you over. They just need reasonable suspicion to stop you. They have to have probable cause for arrest or a search. And, the, and, and there's, there is a difference. Like, there's no warrant pulled when you're speeding, But you have the tag on your car, and that gives them reasonable suspicion to believe you're a driver. And then when they pull you over, you know, they don't need a warrant because you consented, especially the second you hand them that driver's license and you assume the identity of the driver, okay? Now, if you don't do those things and you get stopped, and you don't give joinder, that creates a whole new scenario, whole different ball wax. Because then jurisdiction has to be established.
1: <clears throat>
4: and then the cop better have a probable cause for arrest because the moment he sees you, if they can't get joinder, then he falsely arrested you. And then that also gets into another layer because can you Take a cop to court. Can you sue a police officer? No. But once he – think about it like this. We'll go back to the oath. When I was under oath, that's qualified immunity, right? There are certain immunities that I enjoy. The moment I act unlawfully, i.e. a false arrest or an unlawful arrest, guess what? Qualified immunity goes away because now I'm acting outside of the, my judiciary duty as a police officer. Now I just take on the mantle of man. Now, now I'm for the court. A man to right. man, I'm, my, I'm I consented so- to get rid of qualified immunity. You see, when mm-hmm. I when I stepped outside of my jurisdiction and authority, now I'm no longer now I no longer have that protective layer of qualified immunity, which is the type of immunity that cops are uh, privileged to enjoy.
0: Right, so it's 100% correct, and it used to work that way, but now you basically got to get someone from the government to, you know, typically a judge to agree that an officer stepped outside of their oath, their office, you know, and that qualified immunity doesn't apply anymore. And that's basically why you can't, I mean, you can sue officers as individuals, but it's not going anywhere.
3: No, it's not going to go anywhere. So, 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 so much of this really, so much of this really just hinges on, on the individual, on, and, and the, on the individuals, the, both individuals actions and, and the, and the, what, you know, the way that they're moving, right? That's a little vague. The way that, Uh, the, 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 like, it depends on, you know, like you're talking about the the driver, you're talking about the, the one that's, you know, driving, moving the, uh, operating the vehicle and, and, and if they turn, you know, if they create the joinder or if they don't, then there's a whole nother set of circumstances that comes out of it. And then, uh, whether or not that officer, um, continues to, to, um, interact you know with if 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 the uh, if that individual did not create joinder. so yeah well, and what the state's wrong.
0: gonna do is that they, they're gonna bury it unless the officer steps so far out of line that somebody gets hurt
1: right
0: the yeah, game changes so, when somebody gets hurt
4: if it was so egregious um i will tell you though like there's a misconception, especially in the counterculture, and probably most of the people on this phone. I have been pulled, I have literally been pulled into the chief's office because I didn't wave back to a member of the public. They waved at me going down the road, and because I didn't notice it and didn't wave at them, they made a call to my chief. My chief pulled me off the road, pulled me into his office, and said, hey, we're here to serve the public, which is bullshit because he doesn't care about the public. I got pulled into the office one time because a drunk lady was driving up the wrong side of the of the highway, a four-lane highway, around a curve, up a hill, and because I drove through the median to get in front of her with lights so that she wouldn't kill somebody, I got pulled into the office and was told, The next time that I drive across the grass, I'm going to get suspended for three
1: days.
4: (laughs) So, you know, I'm going to tell you, yes, the public gets harassed, but there's a reason I'm not a cop anymore. It's ridiculous. It is a ridiculous, it is a micromanaging, egomaniac, uh, egomaniacal, the top yeah. of the sludge man, is is impossible because they are so right all the time they never
3: learn to be correct I didn't mean to uh, make any confusion about about the scenario like I don't want to make make things too confusing for people that are listening um, you're not making anything yeah. confusing bro yeah, well, we were just talking about, you know, the swearing in and stuff. And obviously, if you swear in as a man, you're swearing in as an officer. That's they're they're two, they're two different things and they're two different courts. You know, that's kind of um, like, you know, if you if you find yourself, if you were an officer, not you, but if, if an officer found himself getting sworn in and they asked him to just use his name, then he would you know he 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 would have to realize at that moment that he would be in a court of law uh correct
0: well that actually kind of brings back something because uh wildberry um posted a little bit ago that she was talking about swearing in and specifically talking about attorneys swearing in and she was gonna ask me about the time an officer was swearing in, and he had to swear in as himself. And I think the only time I can really recall would would have been at Paul's trial where the officer who ran the investigation basically entrapped him, uh, they they threw him out to like if Paul would have actually pulled it off, they they set him up to go to the wolves because everyone else um, swore in as officer this or special agent you know, special agent of the task force that, except for this one guy who was who kind of ran the show from the beginning, but then it got handed off to another special agent of the ATF. And he fumbled the investigation so many different ways, not to mention that he completely entrapped Paul by having a, um, you know, a governmental informant go in there and really persuade Paul to fly over to England and buy what he thought were silencers, but were really just air moderators that are completely legal and convince him to smuggle them back as if they were illegal. (laughs) But they actually were. I mean, it's almost like like they set them up, planted the evidence, and the evidence wasn't even illegal to begin with. (laughs)
3: Right.
4: Hey, and just to show everybody, he tried using their shit and went to prison, even though he didn't really do anything.
3: Oh, he tried to get out of it using the,
4: uh, some kind he of guru stuff. Listen. He would not listen to mm. He had Carl, John,
0: and me helping him, and he wouldn't listen. He, he did what I call the shotgun approach. You know, right too much. for a while they're like i had his word and um he was forced to give me his word because all of his family and friends were like you're not going to listen to anybody else except john because everybody else is freaking crazy they don't make sense to us and this guy came up and you know he got moved some mountains for you and um <clears throat> Oh man, it was it was just insane. He broke his word to me, and I told him he was going to jail. But he just tried everything that anybody <laughs> suggested to him, and I call that the shotgun approach. When you just try everything, and then no, because he even tried our stuff. But you can't mix this in with all that other stuff. It's like you're trying to hit a target at 400 yards downrange. You got to have well, pinpoint one you. precision. You tar- can't
3: right. You can't shoot four hundred yards with a sh- with a twelve gauge <laughs> buckshot. <laughs> if he used
0: if he
4: used our stuff, he wouldn't have been in there mixing
3: stuff, right? So hey hey, Sean, can you just explain again? Because you know your your misinterpretation about what Katie was asking was actually a good little side discussion. I thought about the way you swore in, uh, or the way you didn't sw- swear in. You know, you just basically communicated that that you would be um liable for your for your um for your actions and your words right and that was good enough for them to to uh, proceed
0: well it's actually really interesting because when you're in a real court of law you're always held to the penalty of perjury Uh, right that makes sense yeah sean and i were helping one of his buddies and i was there uh when he was actually at court and he was kind of playing some games with the judge um, or at least the judge perceived it that way. And this is where the judge, you know, he said that he wasn't a U.S. citizen. The judge asked for his driver's license and asked him if he had a birth certificate, asked him where he was born, all of those things. But when he was going back and forth with the judge, there was one point in time where the judge was like, now you better understand, because you don't have a representative, you know, I can hold you for perjury anytime I want. So you better you know, know that you, you don't lie to me. And they didn't have him swearing.
4: What, what were you so, wanting me to answer, J.D.?
3: I was just saying that it was interesting the way you, you explained, you know, your answer to Katie's question, but it wasn't what she was actually asking, but then, you know, it was a good, um, well, a good kinda, little side it kinda note.
4: Was.
3: It kind of right. was. Right.
4: I mean, right. me, it, more, exactly. it's actually kind of an all inclusive answer, but here's right. another more detail
1: like
4: piggybacking off of John about the guy you, when they asked him for the driver's license, they asked me for that when I was walking in the door to the courthouse and John was standing there and I turned around, I said, I don't have one. And I said, but he knows who I am. I said, right, David. <laughs> he goes, yep, this is him. And they said, okay, that's good enough for us. Come on in right so I. I so it's I'm like, this, you is, this is
0: the individual charge so are you really gonna keep him from going up there
4: you know it's it was non-controversial there was no animosity i didn't have a combative nature about me i was smiling it, it made them relax and the reality is, is you don't have to have a, a state ID to go to court. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, it's, it's really just. When I swore in as a cop, I swore in as Sean Mann. When I swore in in a court, I was Public Safety Officer Sean Mann, because that's what that's what I was representing. I didn't do anything as man as a cop. Everything I did was based upon code statutes constitutional issues, things of that nature.
0: Well, so you're uh, a police you, officer, a policy enforcer.
4: I mean, think about it like this, a, uh, a home inspector. Okay. For like the town, like if you're building something and you believe that you have to have somebody's permission to add something onto your house, uh, are code enforcement officers as well, they have to have a warrant to come onto the property technically. I mean, they're they're no different. They actually had badges up in uh, Charlotte, I think it was. I'm sure they all carried them, but I just I saw a couple of them actually wore them on their belt, which I thought was really funny because I tried never to let anybody know what I was. <laughs> I never wanted
3: anybody to know so, I was a cop when I was out. So, Sean, did you ever? Did you ever? participate in, in a court of law in uh, when you were an officer? Dude, or, I, went to court, I mean did you ever, average
4: of a hundred times plus
3: a year. Yeah. Well I mean that been, wasn't that so all administrative yeah every bit of it.
1: I mean
4: you had crimes, you know, assault and stuff like that, but it was still an administrative process. But they were administrative right. characters, you know it yeah it was a technically a, a what people believe is common law natural law issue you punch somebody in the face but i will tell you right. this if the plaintiff didn't show up they'd drop the charge
3: Unless right because was there was the no because there was no witness there was no uh, yeah like if somebody was no called me up fair, and said, there was hey, no hair f-
1: punched me
4: i'd say that's fine you go fill out the warrant i'll go arrest them so they yeah. had to go down and swear to a magistrate that, that, that you know, Jim punched me in the face on su- you know Sunday at 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. My name is such and such, and they'd have to sign it. And then I would go execute the warrant. I would not arrest somebody because somebody said they hid them. I, that's re- I would never do that. Like cops don't always, I mean, there are differences, and cops do know the difference. The traffic stuff is just so inbred, it's or ingrained. I mean that it's uh it's hard to differentiate, and, and even when you show them, and I have, I've gone to police chiefs and I've gone to the brass, majors, lieutenants, things of that nature, guys I know, guys I still know, um and showed them, and it just you could see their mind just going, there's no way. There's no way it's just they can't there's got to be some catch and then they just blew it off
1: mm-hmm.
0: Hey, Joe, I would love to unmute you man. I see you got your hand raised, but I do not have a microphone to unmute.
4: Has anybody put anything in the chat because I'm on the phone?
0: Uh, no, not for a minute. Uh, Barry said, thanks for your stories and explanations.
3: Oh, uh, some, there was an, I got another, I got another message in a chat. Somebody uh, mentioned, um, that, uh, they were enjoying the, you know, discussion about Michigan and, uh, that most people, okay. Uh, that this needs to be done in, uh, Virginia and, um, most people want to stay, being represented and aren't willing to you know quote-unquote leave leave the society so um hey hey, just can i give everybody the the people in
0: virginia should that wish to stay represented should go instruct their representatives of how to govern
3: under the virginia constitution not not under the virginia
0: constitution Constitution. yeah right and, and not the michigan constitution yeah, but i can t- i people, can tell you the same do. elements we went over the michigan constitution exist in the virginia constitution
4: right what were you as saying well Sean? As Tennessee. I yeah said you would use the federal you wouldn't use the federal like people this is another thing people will go in and they'll start going well you know the the governor's violating my second amendment rights and it's just like boom 12b it's gone fair state of claim whereby which relief could be granted how many people have had their cases Dismissed over that kind of thing.
1: Because it's, they're you know, claiming they, the
4: Constitution. Yeah, you can't do that. And there's no claim. Like, there's no, they're just not yeah. doing it right. I mean, they, they even say, right, people say, oh, there's no such thing as a claim, right? Right there it is, failure to state a claim whereby which relief can be granted. Right, says it right, right there.
1: there. Right. <laughs> says it, it says it right it.
4: there. Uh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> but here's the other thing I'd like to get like a visual in everybody's head. Picture the most beautiful animal. You could possibly own and then don't feed it for two months that is how you you win this battle you don't win it by feeding it and then trying to fight the damn thing you just don't feed it anymore and it will either cower to you so that you can feed it a little bit and get it back under control or you'll have to put it down and get another animal and what do you what do you what's what's your definition of feed you re- remove consent, you got everybody's gonna quit playing this bullshit duplicitous game. Well, I, you know, I'm not. I'm gonna say I. You can't pull me over, but then I'm gonna go collect a welfare check, or, or you know, I'm gonna do this, or I'm gonna do that. But you can't. Uh-uh. Like we had a guy. I, I mean, I'm not going there because that may stir up something. But the reality is, ultimately, we're all a little hypocritical. Even John and I are a little hypocritical because it's very difficult. It's very difficult, and, you know. John so, yeah. and I are not 100 percent out. I would say I'm pretty far out because <laughs> we've written our letters, but and we don't get messed with really. But uh, there's certain elements that we still kind of flirt with out of necessity until we can figure out something else. But right. um, but you know, you've got people, especially in the counterculture, they're like. I'm just going to do what the hell I want to do, and you're not going to pull me over. But I'm going to go down there and complain and complain. And it's just like you work for me and you do what I tell you. It's like, dude, they're going to go. That d- doesn't apply to you. They, how in the hell you tell them you work for them? You know, they work
3: for you. They go, they go down there and they they demand the oaths, and then they argue with that they're they're the people there and the buildings are their servants, and then they yell at them and stuff, and then they say well, you I mean, don't have like jurisdiction
4: idiot already. videos. And I'm not trying to offend anybody, but this is the dumbest thing in the world. The police are a paramilitary organization, okay? I've seen these first amendment audit videos. You have some nut who goes out and stands and starts videotaping the police department. They come out and say, "Hey man, are you okay? Is there something going on? What's what's up? Why you got the camera? What the hell business is it of yours?" Well, you know, it doesn't really happen every 5 minutes. You know, it maybe it seems a little suspicious. It's just asking for trouble. Stupid stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about. People have got to get educated, man, and they got to quit this combative. We got to fight them. Us versus them. That's just it's as silly as the "I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat" argument. Those both of those arguments right. are designed to keep your mind screwed up so that you don't really realize there's a door number three.
3: You can just leave. Right. You can just leave. So that's
4: what I say and, and, about consent.
3: Right. And when you you remove the consent and leave, quote unquote, um, you can't go back and start claiming that they're your servants and telling them what to do.
0: Well, you can can if you you give them consent, like, you know, when when, when when Sean was talking about feeding it, the way you feed it is. Is through consent. The way you feed it is through giving it your energy. The way you feed it is through voting, is through participating, left, right, center. Um, just giving it your energy, energy in general. It's like, how many people watch the vice presidential debates? How many people watch the presidential debates? And, and this is why yeah. we know we're in good company when we can ask questions like that, and everyone's like. <laughs> um i mean
6: because yeah, right. then Why you're not you getting the
0: energy and you're giving things energy whether you're supporting them or you're fighting against them like when you're fighting right. against something you're still providing energy to the thing that you don't wish to exist quit feeding it energy
3: yeah it's like calling up an ex and uh yelling at him or something well, worse. It's like pulling up an ex you never had and yelling at him. <laughs> The ex that never was. I mean,
4: you know, it, 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 John's dead on. I mean, every time you pay for a driver's license, you're feeding that animal. Every time you, you pay a federal income tax and you're not lawfully obligated to do so, you're feeding it. The ignorance right. is feeding the whole thing, and look, ignorance only breeds ignorance. I talked to. got will be very careful about this. Um, <laughs> I got to put it a different way. So I talked to a guy who was once really high up in a government, okay, and I mean on a state level. And honestly, I mentioned a couple of just a couple of things to watch his facial expressions. he smiled at a couple of them because – and they were pretty significant. And it was relating to constitution issues and separation of jurisdictions and why the public's all screwed up and doesn't know what to do. And he just looked at me and smiled and didn't say a freaking word. And he's actually a good dude. Um, He agreed with me on quite a few things, but he knows –
3: he knows. He knows that the people don't know things, and and and, and yeah. there's not much he can do. It's not like he can go out there and tell everybody and teach everybody. He's he's not responsible for that. Now, if I had
4: looked at him and told him that the United States didn't technically win the Revolutionary War, he would have looked at me like I had three heads. But too, you know, there's stuff he's he's ignorant on too. But you know, he knew certain aspects, but there was other aspects I expected him to know that he did not. Um, which I thought was pretty fascinating I was gonna have a talk with the roundtable about that in private but um, and the reason is this guy's a personal friend of mine so i it it would be inappropriate for me to, to state his former position right especially but he there, achieve it again. would he
3: would he be similar to maybe somebody like um, um Scalia no and, and no, i'm not in, not in the <laughs> position not not in their position no, I, i'm I talking mean, about in terms no, of I mean the, the ideas that he was yeah no,
4: yeah, yeah. No, no he does not get it to that level but he gets it enough
1: to enough where he right
4: knows that they're that they are on a lot of times a very very thin line and he did make the the statement of this is why i'm not up there anymore it's too polarized and there's it's just it's not what it's supposed to be and he was there a long time um so he recognizes it's a big problem he also recognizes that we're on very dangerous ground that it may only be fixed through means that nobody wants
0: and that's the kind of thing about the problem that we're in right now is that even the good people who say hey I'm going to join the mafia and change them from the inside that get into government and really wish to do the correct thing and make a change and, you know, believe that they can make a difference and that history doesn't really matter because, you know, that history didn't have them in it. The system's so corrupt that if you're a good-hearted person, the system is going to get rid of you if you don't choose to walk away from it yourself and i was explaining thing. this to some i was explaining this to somebody this past week and they were like well what's the solution and i was like well tear it all down and rebuild it well with what well there's a pretty good instruction manual on how to do that like this country wasn't so bad 150 years ago it still had its problems but the government was not the intrusive, tyrannical entity that's become today. Sorry, Sean, what were you going to say? I don't
4: remember. Sorry.
0: They
4: so, is no, they there a...
0: like, should we kick everybody out of office and just get more people in there or new people? Oh, and I was like, no. That just
4: reminded me of. I've got a really, really good friend of mine who cleans carpets, Okay. And I'm sure there's certain houses he walks into and goes, look, man, I would love to clean this carpet and make money, but it's just too damn dirty. It's just too stained. I can't help you. And I feel like this is where we're at. I mean, they have set this thing up to fail in every possible way, at least in the eyes of everybody else who's beholding it. I'm sure they have a structure in place. I'm sure they have systems in place, and I'm sure that they're willing to deal behind the scenes. The people are going to be protected that they want to be protected. But they're bringing it down, and they are definitely setting up the election yeah. to be absolute chaos. Look, it doesn't matter at this. It's so polarized at this point between COVID and this election. The earth is splitting in half in November. I don't care. There's no way either side's gonna. Do you telling me that the the right is gonna accept Harris and Biden? Yeah, no.
1: I mean, the guy's no, got dementia,
4: and that lady is one of the most pompous, arrogant people I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And she's a
3: moron. So the safest <laughs> thing is to opt out. Although funny. Well yeah. I mean obviously obviously that's a that's and, and just stay out of the way of that freaking that that um you know colossal um you know whatever you want to call it that's about to occur. I'm gonna quote I'm gonna quote James Bond, you ready?
4: Mr. Bond, you're a kite in a hurricane. We're kites in a hurricane in that world, dude. There's no reason for us to be there. Just leave the storm. Evacuate. Right. Some things just got to run their course. You can't fix it. I'm not saying quit trying. When I say evacuate, I don't mean go hide. I mean raise your voice as loud as you can. But you're not opposing anything. You're just going to share a new idea. Like we always share on the show. Right. We got cheesecake. You got apple pie. We got we got cheesecake. Cheesecake is better. You, you know. You try taking their pie, they're going to kill you.
3: Or you try to tell them, them how to, to
4: cook their pie. To,
3: right. How to cook it or how it was supposed to be made. The recipe. Here it says here in the recipe. It's like this. Nah, get out of here. Perfect example.
4: That's a perfect example. Like who are you to tell me how to make my apple pie? And then tell me I can't tell you how to make your cheesecake. You can't have your cake. You can't eat your cake and have it too.
3: Especially if it's pie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean,
4: again, education is the only thing going to win this day, and nobody can be informed if the words aren't spoken. And that means everybody on this show needs to learn as quickly as they can and tell everybody that they
3: can. All we need is three to five percent, three to five percent of a new direction of thinking, with with Look, more knowledge. I don't want to. I don't want to say a name,
4: John. Mm. Did you see that post the other? Yeah, you did. There was a post the other day of a show John and I did where we were talking about Yahweh, and I'm not quoting the post, okay, and I'm not even going to say the name of it, but this, this person said that she wished she had had God explained to her this way 23 or 28 years ago so that she wouldn't have, or explained this way so she wouldn't have had to have been an atheist for the last 23 years. Now, you talk about the coolest thing anybody could ever say about us. There is no cooler thing that anybody could ever say about us than they understood God existed because we spoke. It That's was the in reference to, the, to, to this button. show? Yeah, to a That's direct awesome. video.
1: They posted oh, a video okay.
4: off of the J.C. Shaman thing. And it was just incredible to me. Like, that's the most humbling thing. And, it I mean, it's not us. It's just the words, right? Yeah. It's the language. We're just telling people the tr- trying to tell people the truth in a yeah. non-combative way. Yeah, and it's look, getting it, out. It reached one person. Well, let's say it reached Man. 10. But it reached yeah. her. And I know that, that made me feel really freaking cool to yeah. think that we had that kind of an effect on someone. Now they're pursuing the path, and that's awesome, and that's what it takes. It just takes persistence. Shit, we made those videos how long ago, John? Almost two years,
3: probably. Oh, was it the one through
0: 13?
1: Yeah, um, oh, I made
0: like that was when we started with Gus. That was almost probably two and a half, almost three years ago.
4: Well, there you go. So something we did, we weren't even sure was getting out to anybody two or three years later, this person was like, wow. Yeah.
0: Well, and I would just like to add to that since I've been more active on Facebook, a lot of people
1: have
0: talked uh, or communicated how appreciative they are of what we do. So, you know, it is, it is very humbling and encouraging. And I was also, before I got onto the call tonight, I went all the way back, and you know the first show from this call has over 500 downloads to it. Oh, We're consistently getting about 100 to 150 downloads within the first week. And if you go back in the um, calls, you know, the good calls, 200 300 Uh, I I was pretty pleased with that anyways 804 has their hand raised so 804 you are unmuted
6: hey guys it's Tara
0: hey Tara Um, can you hear
6: me hi I couldn't get on okay um I just wanted to join in the love fest a little bit there and say Uh I also appreciate, though, you guys were talking earlier about people not having their own imagination but trying to run from a script, right? I appreciate, too, that you all say the same things over and over again and are just helping us get to where you're not just giving us a script and saying, oh, well, if somebody says this, all you have to do is say that, and that's the magic. And you guys are very clear that Mm -hmm. that that's not the magic. The magic is knowing who you are and trying to teach us how to figure that out if we've been confused for so long. So anyway, I just, but I think getting to what Sean was just saying is we need to get out, right? The part that's the rub for me is I know I want out. I don't know how to get ready fast enough or faster. And on the one hand, I don't want just a script because I don't want to get out there and then get stumped. And, you know, anyway, I guess I'm just saying praise, praise, agree, keep doing it, thank you for doing it. And if we know that we want out but we're not sure we're ready, there's just no other way, right? It just takes time, right? I got I got an answer for you. Yay.
4: So the Jews are down in Egypt and they're living, right? Right. And they, yeah. they weren't slaves in the way that people think. They weren't being beaten with whips all the time and stuff. They were skilled workers. They were left down there from when the Jews went down there uh, with
1: Joseph. With
4: what? Yeah, with Joseph. And uh, they were paying about a 22 to 23 percent tax. That's about what they were doing. And they were so basically they were paying an income tax and they were working. And uh, Moses figures out who he is and because of that becomes who he's supposed to be and then they're going to leave right but there had to be all these preparations and Moses had to go give public notice in the king's court and he had to make a declaration let my people go and the contract had to be negotiated because God was making a claim or Yahweh was making the claim on the people and the Pharaoh was like no 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 they're in contract with me they're my people So Mm -hmm. what was going on was a court battle for custody. It took a little time. The people had to be taught. They had to be prepared. They had to do the Passover. They had to, they had to get them. They had to get educated about, excuse me, about who they were supposed to be. Right? They're God's chosen people, but they weren't acting like God's chosen people. So He had to take Moses and Aaron and some other choice people to reteach them, and then He had to take them out in the wilderness and basically give them a trial by fire and they wandered around 40 years because most of none of them could get it so only a couple of the original people even moses didn't make it into the promised land if you remember nobody from the original herd made it because they wouldn't get it no they're out there trying to go back to pharaoh they're out there building calves in the Mm -hmm. desert creating central, central government central banks again that's exactly what the golden calf was they didn't want God's kingdom. They wanted Pharaoh's kingdom. They said, "Better we go back to Egypt and work than to die out here in the wilderness." And God, you know, Moses is like, "What the hell, dude? Is it fire and a cloud and manna. Like, what do you people want? You're, what is wrong with you? You know, He's giving you the law. It's like, you, here it is. It's what. And like, we don't get it. It's the same thing over and over. But if you persevere. And you're trying to get out, but remember, I think there comes a point also where we have to make sure that we're not taking our slow-ass time through the valley, and I think sometimes that just means hard decisions, but yeah, I, I have to say it, it takes some time, And but I also think there comes a point where you may have to leave some people behind They just don't make it,
3: and you may have to choose yeah. between
1: them.
6: And also, so,
3: too, I guess. Yeah, go. I was just going to say that, um, you know, taking steps, you knowing for yourself in the direction that you want to go, right, um, doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be, um, you know, actions coming at you right away. You know, just because right, you're doing that's certain right. things doesn't mean you're going to have, like, oh, geez, here we go. Now I got to go and.
6: I sent my my letter and now they're, yeah, and now they're on my property and I don't know how to be myself yet. That's kind of my fear. But anyway, I I just, I think though too, you have to be willing to take the step out at some point, right? Like if you know that's what you want, it's um, not standing in the fear in between, which is purposeful. You know, like we've been uh, beat down with And the funny thing is, I don't feel like I'm a very fearful person in so many ways. I already do all these things that are against the grain. But um, anyway, uh, it's, yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's it. Keep on doing it, though. Keep on. I mean, I think we do need to get more people. And I think there are so many people that are interested. But it's a kind of challenging thing to get, and to grasp, and to unlearn, and to know where to go, and then there's all those other, like you were saying, all these counterculture things that aren't exactly what you guys teach, and it kind of muddies, and um, yeah, anyway, it takes a while, mm-hmm. it takes a while to try to know where to where to look, and uh, you know, anyway, there's so many people saying, we're the people, you know, like JD, like you you, you and I see, and the groups mm-hmm. that we're in some too, that we're the people, mm-hmm. and we're the creators of servant government and there are servants and all. And you hear that stuff. And so then you've, it's just, anyway, there's so many people that need this, that there's a bunch of muddiness out there too. And it's just kind of, it's hard to unlearn it and keep it all straight and know the voices that are right. And all of that too, at the same time. Anyway, I don't have well, any that's I just
4: was That's why the key to the whole thing is language. I mean,
6: just, It's just like that
4: little, I mean, we've talked about it on the show. We've done, John and I have both done separate videos on Constitution. We the people. I mean, you know it right there in the preamble. They, if you know English, you Mm -hmm. know immediately they're not talking to you. And uh, that is really a cool place to be because, you know, people who know stuff like JCE and, Carl and myself and whoever else on the show does know. Generally, you can read the header to something or the first sentence and know exactly who it's talking to. Yeah. You you know whether it's
3: it rem- you or not. It re- it removes the fear when once you know this knowledge. You know that fear goes away because you're like, oh, I, you know, I know what that means. Now I can read it.
6: Yes, now for me from though. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, being somebody that's not really exited yet, knowing that some of these things do or don't apply to me, apply to me, or knowing I want to be out, but then also knowing I'm still in is a weird place to be. Anyway, it's a it's a it it's is. not a comfortable place to be. It's like, yeah. Anyway.
1: I, I don't like this from, place.
6: It's like you want to be you want to be totally ignorant, or you want to be in the know and have done the actions. Standing in the middle is just not a. Good place. It's not the place to stay.
1: But you get
4: hit both. You get hit from both sides. We got a, we, I got a call from a guy that John and I helped, and it was the guy who was talking about the driver's license issue. I don't know if I told you about this, John. But he got a document. Uh, well, he got a letter from the agency, and. Uh, You know, he sent me a picture of it, and, of course, it had the little plastic clear see-through thing where the name was, and it had the first name, middle initial, and last name. He's like, well, what would, you know, what what would you do? What do you think I should do? And I said, are you asking what I would do? (laughs) He said, yes. I "I just returned it to sender N.A. It's not addressed to you. And he said, well, yeah, it is. And I said, no, it's not. (laughs) He goes, yeah, it is. And uh, I'm just going to make up a name. I said, what's your name? He said, John Eric Smith. And I said, okay, what does that name on there read? He said, John E. Smith. And I went, right, that doesn't sound like you.
1: Going, oh, yeah.
4: It's like, you know, but if you know language and you understand the persona, it just you know, and you also know that that little plastic thing is an offer of contract. So if they had them in contract, why would they be sending them something with a clear little plastic thingy so he could read? You know, they give you hints.
3: Oh, the clear window.
4: Yeah, I mean they give yeah. they're right. telling you. But see that, and it's not like like you know, it's not like I grew up knowing that. You know, I had to learn that like everybody else. Uh, we all learn from each other and other people. But what if they taught that shit in school? Like, what if they really just taught certain things in school if they don't teach you that because they don't want you to know it?
0: Mm-hmm. Why do you think the you know? government took over the education system? Yeah. So. But course, when, yeah. It really right. com- when it really comes down to it, Tara, it's... Uh, This is the way I see it, okay? Because I watched that video that um, Shaman was talking about where that video was probably done two and a half, three years ago. And we were saying the same things, and we're saying them differently because I remember listening to some examples of us trying to explain ideas, and we don't use those examples anymore. Some of them we do. Some of them we don't. And as far as leaving the system and understanding, I don't think everybody has to understand law. I mean, when you get into a situation where you're going to have to go to court, it really helps to know what you're doing. It's really good to get some advice and to make sure that you're moving the right way. But how often does that happen for people? I think the most important part is following your heart because it's your heart that's leading you to this idea of walking away. It's my heart that led me to this idea of studying law the way that I I did and giving it out to people, trying to inform people of what's really going on. It's Sean's heart that told him to quit paying taxes and to go into federal court and stand. It's JD's heart that told him to start getting on the shows, to start participating, to start, benefiting and helping the the cause in any way he could see fit so in my mind if people just follow their heart I got faith that love will win in the end and, uh, and yes. that's just no that's
6: exactly it Casey that's why it feels bad to be standing in the middle when you know your heart is saying this isn't for you and you are more and more against what's happening. It's very like simply like the masks. Like if you know, and the way I feel about it is that the mask is not adding any value of any kind and to to have to wear it goes against what I believe it is or says or does, then actually doing it and masking myself feels bad. It feels worse than people understand that think it's totally fine because it goes against what I believe. And it's like, Stealing my will from me, sort of. You know, of course, you have an option to consent and not go there or whatever. But, but to to choose to do it against what you know is right for you or feels right feels really bad, right? You're not walking in your own truth, and you're not, you know, you're not standing up for what you believe. So it's the same way right now for me with this thing. The the heart issue is there, and then the staying here feels. Mm, like that it feels like I'm not being true to what I know to be right now and but then I'm standing in some fear of going because maybe I'm not ready or something but and so yeah it's being in that place yeah anyway thanks I'm I'm glad that you
0: actually brought I'm, I'm glad that you actually brought that up about masking and not believing in masking yourself okay because this is really what it's all about What is a person from a man? Because in Webster's 1828 dictionary where it's showing you the root of where person comes from, it's, you know, from persona and a Latin word signifying primarily a mask Mm -hmm. used by actors on the stage.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. People have been masking themselves for a long, long time, but now the system is making them do it in a physical way instead of a metaphorical way. Uh, And it's seeing who's going to cooperate with this next level of masking yourself from what Mm -hmm. you know to be true, uh, you see, for their gain, for their benefit, for their control. Masking yourself, giving yourself up for them. And the whole reason they wish to know who's going to do it is because they wish to see who they can devour. That's, that's their God. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. Yeah, it's like giving up your individuality. Yeah.
0: Masking yourself. You know, right. taking on that person, taking on the state's person, taking on the state's persona masking yourself anyways money mike 5000 has his hands up and it's 11 11 and we're probably gonna end pretty soon so money mike 5000
5: hello can you hear me
0: yes sir we can hear you now
5: okay uh i put in a chat earlier i was just curious uh, how many of y'all work at home or or shall i say uh have a have a good healthy job that you like uh that wouldn't be so nine to fiver because uh based on where, where where stuff has been going it seems that a lot of work at home job uh, work at home jobs have been happening i don't know if this would be on topic or not but uh i'm, I'm just curious
0: well i mean i i do I've, I've never really had like a real job yeah
5: you don't, you don't like have to uh months. Months. You don't have to describe your job, but uh, I'm just curious how, uh, how how well everybody is doing with that. Looks like I might have to be going that direction soon if I don't my get back into. My husband's been working at me. home
6: for. My husband's been working at home for years, but he's in the system. You know, he's not outside of the system, but he works for a corporate IT job. He's been working at home for about eight years, and uh, we homeschool too, so we're really like all home all the time. <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, he loves it, but he's an introvert, <laughs> so he doesn't like people stopping by his desk and stuff like that. But, but yeah, I mean, hey, I think we have to told him he's not going back until after the new year. They've already told he hasn't. Nobody's seen him since March, and they said he's not coming back until after the new year for sure.
5: Um, I myself don't personally mind too much nine to five, and uh, but just the way. Uh, just the way uh, the rules are happening with all this uh, uh, stuff, uh, it's just that um, it it just it just only adds to a burden. It just doesn't it you know. So I mean I've been I actually I actually quit my job a few weeks ago, but um, and I'm just kind of kind of doing a stay key. Hey Mike, yeah,
4: I'll tell you like today for the last three days I've been under a house where I literally at one two three four five different points just to go 30 feet i had to let all the air out of my body and find a dent in the ground just to get through and carrying tools pipe lights extension cords all oh, my God. it took me an hour just to go like 30 feet with with my stuff and there's rat crap everywhere dead animals insulation it was wet, muggy, moldy, horrible. Three days uh, I've been under this. Okay.
5: Oh, and them moldy. Yeah, them moldy.
4: I, yeah, I oh. mean you know, black mold there was standing water. I mean it was miserable in in a way. It was miserable, but I was laying under there thinking, I am so freaking glad that I'm able to do something to where I can navigate these waters. Like I was really thankful that I have the ability to do tile and plumbing and weld and drywall and carpentry and just and and play drums and sing and I paint oil paintings. Like there's all these different things I can do. I don't have to do that nine-to-five thing. Like I can reinvent myself if I want. And I think everybody can do that in some fashion. Everybody has different gifts. Some people have the gift of attention and passion or – compassion or just different things and i think just to get back to what tara was saying was when you're in the middle sometimes we have to lay down what we've been carrying so that we can pick up something different and uh that's a scary exciting place to be and sometimes going through a door when you're not sure it's scary but i remember uh a story maybe somebody's told on this show before but i might mess it up there was a doctor a guy was in a room and he's telling this guy he was going to die and the guy's like man or you know gee are you are you afraid to die and he said hold on i'll show you and he just opened the door and when he opened the door this dog just jumped through and started loving on this doctor and everything and he said look that dog didn't know any, What was in this room, who was in this room, if the light was on or anything, all he knew was that I was in this room and if that door opened, he was going to come to me and he was going to be safe. He said, you know, I did that when I trusted my soul to Jesus Christ. And so I know when I die where I'm going. Sometimes you just got to trust what's on the other side of the new door that's being presented. And that's pretty much the lesson I learned at federal court. I just did the right thing
5: for me. Having, what I thought having was. that faith. Cool, cool. Thanks.
4: I'll well, I mean, say you, too and real and quick. I know other it's thing the is you guys could do different stuff. You know, just reinvent yourself, man. Have fun doing it.
6: And I know it's late. I just want to add too to be in the place where it's a little bit scary to jump and all. How thankful I am to have you guys that we can ask questions to or we can go to on Facebook or whatever. You guys give us a safer place to be jumping. You know what I mean? Like if it feels like a jump. So anyway, for what that's worth.
3: Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I second that.
0: I I it...
4: <laughs> Not it. Right. because we do the same thing for each other. Uh, yep. Reciprocal. That's right.
0: But look, it, it's the like phone. this. We either we either all hang together or we're all going to hang separately.
2: <laughs> That's right. There you go. I ain't hanging. <laughs> I'm going to get pulled up
0: kidding. by a drone. <laughs> 1,000 yeah, well, miles away. Well, it's getting late, so I'm going to call it. I'd like to appreciate everybody who came out and joined us on the call this evening I hope everyone learned something Tara thanks for getting on and talking money Mike you as well sorry Joe yep. I would unmute you hopefully you can try and get back on the call next week because it seemed like you had something to ask um so yeah please. and and yeah we Not will bringing. uh we will do this again next week, same bat time, same bat channel, and I hope everybody joins us here again. That will be um the twenty first.
5: Forgive me for interrupting. when are you the twenty first? Okay. Um if anybody wants to um uh, oh shoot, wait, what did I do in a Actually, you know what? I don't have my number available, so I'm not gonna open I'm not gonna open my call up because I can't find that number right now. So uh if you guys wanna get going, that's fine.
1: Yeah. all right, all right
5: good guys night. you all have a good night
1: thanks everybody. yeah good For night everybody
5: sorry out. about that <laughs> yeah good night everybody thanks a lot
3: everybody thanks sean jc everybody uh stan everybody else chris appreciate it see you next week
5: nine six two two three yep. nine six, six nine no, forget about that take care
3: bye tara
6: <laughs> night jv talk to you later good
3: night Yep. Grace. I'm I trying to figure Grace out how I'm to there. hang up. <laughs> I it, forgot it was on, just, on my
6: phone. <laughs> no, right. was it's just going to keep going on the computer for, I wasn't in the online studio. I'm like, where's the hang up button? Where's the hang up button? It's on my phone. All right. Good night.
3: <laughs> Sarah saw Sarah. Who else is in here?
5: I think I just, I just found the number, uh, but, uh, uh, I I'll, will open up for just a little bit. And then, uh, if nobody comes over, I'll shut her down. Uh, nine, six, two, two, three, nine, six, nine, six, two, two, three, nine, six. But if not, don't worry about it. I'll see you guys next week, but, uh, Hey, we'll see who comes over. Hey, we'll have some more fun. Hey. All right.
3: Thanks, Mike. I, I'll, I'm probably going to pass. I, I, to yeah. yeah. Get going, otherwise, but type, I
5: appreciate. Otherwise, it. Yeah. Otherwise, type in the Money Mike Society 2.0. All right. But uh, that being said, uh, it's all good in the hood. You guys next week.
0: Yep. All right, good night, everyone. We'll see y'all next week, 9 p.m. the 21st.